0: Hello everybody! Welcome back to the next episode of the Dataless Podcast. This is the week nine daily fantasy predictions, um, sort of highlights going forward. So definitely been sticking to the schedule um, of dynasty on Tuesday and daily on Thursday. Um, in addition, I've been posting the Madden videos. Um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So give those a check over on the YouTube. Um, it's data blitz X Y Z, um, and then Twitter is data blitz X Y Z as well. Um, so today we're gonna go over similar format to most um, daily fantasy episodes. here. Here is going to be a couple games that I have my eye on this weekend for some unpredictable, you know, players or uh results are just stuff I'm looking forward to seeing um and then additionally we're going to jump into value plays as well as uh some some of the higher starts and sits so i guess to just jump right in we can go over the games that i'm looking forward to uh seeing this weekend um so obviously number 1 is dolphins chiefs um You know, we're going to get a lot of offense, hopefully, in that game. Um, Should be some good receiver production. Um, Maybe some good tight end production from the Chiefs' side. Uh, I know that both of these teams are sort of high-flying offenses. um, And the Chiefs are coming off uh, of that loss against the Broncos, so they should have something to prove. Um, This is the Sunday morning game. So this is the... I think it's Germany. Um, yeah, it's played in Frankfurt uh, game. So we'll see what that looks like. But I know that I will be setting my alarm early. Um, waking up and watching this game as they put the best game of the week on at 830. So uh, I don't really have a choice. Um, it's going to be cool. I know that Tua is kind of up and coming, uh, seeing him go up against Patrick Mahomes, seeing Tyreek's return back Uh, To playing the Chiefs. I don't know if he's played the Chiefs since he left. I don't think so. Um, And then seeing, hopefully, one of those younger receivers, like Rasheed Rice, step up uh, into that wide receiver one position. Travis Kelsey should be able to get plenty of volume. Um, And then Raheem Mostert should, as well, be able to play well, um, assuming he's playing. So... That's the Dolphins-Chiefs. Um, very excited for that game. Another game that I'm looking forward to is just the the Buccaneers versus the Texans. Um, this game is in Houston, um, and the Texans are favored by two and a half, I think. A lot of people are looking towards the under here. A lot of the bets are under 40 points. Um I'm hoping this game hits the over because there will be some good fantasy implications of that. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Damian Pierce, uh, Rashad White. There's a lot of players on either side of the ball that can really use that volume, use that offense. Um, I know one of the games that I was looking forward to seeing last week was the... Um, the Texans versus the Panthers and, um, that game did not end up going towards the over. So we didn't get that many good fantasy results out of it. Definitely a good performance for Bryce Young, but, um, nothing too special from the daily fantasy perspective. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing that game. I hope... I don't, I don't think either defense is really incredible. Um, they're actually tied in six most points per game allowed. Um, and they both are back half in terms of yards allowed per game, but, um, they're allowing a decent amount of points. So we'll see if those offenses are able to take advantage of those defenses and have those players, uh, that I mentioned, um, Do something with that. Uh okay, so that kind of concludes the game highlights and breakdown section here. Um from there we can jump over into what I have as the value plays for the week. Um and so the first guy here is going to be Taylor Heineke. Um, I think I'm just gonna rip off the band aid. Taylor Heineke and drake london is the stack of the week the quarterback wide receiver stack um drake london's been pretty good with the limited volume that he's gotten from desmond ritter um i mean he had that one kind of blow up game in week six but He's been getting, you know, seven targets, seven targets, 12 targets, nine targets, seven targets, six targets. So the volume actually has been there, but the quality of that volume hasn't been ideal. Um, Desmond Ritter is benched. I told you in the first episode of this podcast that either Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell was going to be benched. So pick up Taylor Heineke or Jacoby Brissett. Um, I thought that was pretty obvious. So if you did use that advice, now you have a starting quarterback in Taylor Heineke. Um Taylor Heineke is going for five thousand on DraftKings right now. Just super affordable play. Uh there's only a couple starters below him, like PJ Walker, um Jaron Hall, um Tyson Badge and um Mac Jones. Honestly Mac Jones isn't bad, but the pat I guess the pass rush for Washington's gone now, but we'll see. Um, Taylor Heineke, definitely the guy that I have an eye on this week. Um, alongside Drake London, you know, Minnesota should struggle to get offense going against them. Uh, Taylor Heineke has all the weapons in the world. He was honestly pretty good um, when he was on the commanders uh, with less weapons. Now he has Kyle Pitts. He used to use Logan Thomas a decent amount, so check out Kyle Pitts as well. But um, I think he's gonna look Drake London's way. Drake London is gonna be playing with one of the best quarterback situations that he has in his entire career. Um, and so I'm a big fan of this stack. It's very affordable. The whole stack costs you ten thousand five hundred, Drake London's fifty five hundred, Taylor Heineke's five thousand. Um just looking their way. Um Okay. And then, you know, Minnesota's not the best against the wide receiver position, uh, bottom half of the league against the quarterback position. I just think it makes sense. Um, I guess we're doing stacks because what I do is I I try to do the value plays, but then the value plays also end up being a player from the stack. And I'm like, oh, I'll talk about that later. It's like, might as well just talk about it now. Yeah. Um, so CJ Stroud and Nico Collins is another stack here. I know that we didn't get the best game from CJ Stroud last week and I had him um and Nico Collins as guys that I was starting and that definitely hurt me We did get six targets to Nico Collins six targets four receptions 30 yards you know I'm I'm seeing a lot of those bets on the under. Uh, For this game, but I'm hoping that that Houston offense is able to break out against the Tampa Bay defense. Uh, I don't think the Tampa Bay defense is necessarily worse than the Panthers defense. Um, So it's really going to rely on game script and we're going to see probably within the first quarter or the first half. um, If that's going to happen, you know, I don't think we get a game where. It's a slow first half, and then they blow up offensively in the second half. It'd probably be one of those situations where it's a field goal uh, match. Um, and so C.J. Stroud is going to cost you 6200 Nico Collins, 5800 So that whole stack is going to cost you $12,000. Uh, Tampa Bay is a bottom 10 defense, both against wide receivers in terms of fantasy points per game and against quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. Um I know that Baker Mayfield's going to be able to keep it sort of a competitive game, which is why I think that um Houston's going to be airing the ball out hopefully a significant amount of the time and be trying to get those points to Nico Collins. Um so those are the quarterback and wide receiver stacks for the week. Um both of those are gonna cost you twelve thousand or less. Um I think they're both good picks. Um, honestly, not a bunch that I love this week in terms of daily, but those are the guys that I, I really do see them performing, especially that Heineke London stack. Um, okay. So now we will jump over into the value plays. Um, so I already got rid of two of them. <laughs> so we're not going to have a quarterback cause that quarterback was Heineke. Um, you know, if you wanted to start Mac Jones against Washington, who lost their pass rush uh, in trades this past week, I would not be mad. Um, you know, he had that good game against the Bills. Uh, he hasn't been, you know, the best in terms of fantasy outputs. So it's kind of risky. Yeah. Um, like a, I think a similar result would be when they went against Las Vegas they lost 17 to 21 and mac Jones had 6.9 points 200 yards an interception um so I don't think we're going to see a ton out of him but he is sort of a value play if if you consider that a value um, so I guess we can jump over into wide receivers. Uh, I had Drake London as a pick here. Um, So the next guy I will mention is Jonathan Mingo. Uh, Jonathan Mingo is coming off five targets, four receptions, 62 yards. Um, I just have a feeling for a breakout week for him. Um, I know he's going up against, you know, Josh Downs in Indianapolis. I think there could be something on his mind about like maybe a chip on his shoulder about why, why Josh Downs is getting more attention. Um, I know that we've seen Bryce Young take steps forward. I mentioned this every single episode. Bryce Young's looking better. Bryce Young's looking a lot better. Um, and I'm hoping that he is able to uh, get, you know, if we saw like 50 yards and a touchdown from Jonathan Mingo, that'd be awesome. 50 yards, touchdown, four receptions. Um, that'd be incredible. That's, you know, 15 points. Um and I, that's totally within the realm of possibility, especially on like a six-ish target um, game. I know he's running routes at a very high rate. Um, so I think Mingo has the involvement in the offense. Um, this past week against Houston, he ran routes on 100% of passing snaps. And then the week before that, 93%. So he's running the routes... Um, he's not necessarily getting tons and tons of targets, but I think that number is going to slowly come up. Uh, Mingo's a very good athlete. He ran a four, four, six. Um, so I'm a big fan of him. And then the next guy I have here is, you know, kind of a budget play, but I didn't want to keep him in my starts. Uh, is Rasheed Rice. We're seeing him come off of a five-target, four-catch, 56-yard game against Denver uh, when they were behind. And then the week before that was five uh, receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. Um, His salary's been creeping up. So he's actually at the highest that he's ever been at 5,200. But I still think that there could be... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of potential for offense in the game against Miami. Um, And I think they could be looking his way a significant amount of time. Um, So Miami's the uh, bottom 10 defense against, um, against wide receivers and fantasy points. And I just think there's a lot of potential for Rasheed Rice to hopefully get uh, you know, 15-ish fantasy points uh, this week at that 5,200 budget, which makes him a really good flex option or somebody that you can just kind of put at your wide receiver three. Um, And then I guess the last pick that I have here is going to be a tight end, and it's going to be the same guy as last week, and that is Dalton Kincaid. Uh, last week, Dalton Kincaid went for 3,200. Five receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Uh, this week's, he's going for 3,700, and I don't see much of a difference. Um, Cincinnati is the worst defense against tight ends in the league in um, terms of fantasy points per game. So I think he's a pretty obvious start again. That volume from Dawson Knox is going to Dalton Kincaid. Um, now that Dawson Knox is out with that injury. And I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully another 15 to 20 point game from Dalton Kincaid this week. Um, I mentioned in the Tuesday episode that I was looking at some of the start rates for um, tight ends and I clicked on Dalton Kincaid in one of my tournaments and it was like 52%. It's like a free 15 points for 52% of people. Um, And so that that was pretty interesting to see. Um, yeah, so that's what I got for value plays. And then we can jump over into the starts and sits here now. Okay. So the first guy I have here is Mark Andrews as a start. Um, Mark Andrews is obviously a top three, top two tight end. Um, and I think. If you're not playing Dalton Kincaid, you should be playing Mark Andrews this week. Um, Seattle's consistently locked down the opposing wide receiver one. Um, They don't have much outside of Zay Flowers in terms of a passing offense. I mean, they have Odell and Rashad Bateman, but those guys aren't going to carry the Baltimore offense uh, in a way that Mark Andrews is going to. So I think... Um, just because of the way that Seattle has played against opposing wide receiver ones, um, and shut them down, Mark Andrews is a good value play here, um, even at his 6,800 salary. Um, and he's going for twice as much as Stallin' Kincaid, and I still think it could be worth it, uh, just because of the, um, guaranteed volume. And then from there, I have Michael Pittman, um, So Michael Pittman is looking pretty good. Uh, He's coming off of a 13-target, 8-reception, 40-yard, and 1-touchdown game Um, against New Orleans. I think if he keeps that going in any way, uh, even if the targets drops to 10 and he gets like 6 receptions, uh, I think he'd probably be more efficient than 40 yards. And then the touchdown is just kind of the cherry on top of that stat line. But if you were to get a touchdown again this week, that'd be awesome. Um, I know that he he only averaged like five yards per catch last week. Um, But he should be able to get that number up a little bit. Uh, Hopefully Gardner Minshew looks a little bit deeper uh, down the field. And Michael Pittman gets a little bit deeper yards per catch. And more points per target because of that, um, ideally. So I'm definitely a big fan of Pittman as well. Um, I know that Carolina is theoretically the seventh best uh, defense in terms of fantasy points per game against wide receivers, but I just don't really see them shutting down both Josh Downs and Michael Pittman. Those are two good receivers. Um, I think Pittman is hopefully going to um improve on what he had last week. Um I also have Jonathan Taylor here. Uh I'm a JT stan, so if you want to just skip to the end of this, but <laughs> uh he, he's improved on his carries pretty much every game. Last week was a little bit different. Uh week 7 he had 18. This past week he had 12, but his efficiency went up. He's had you could almost say he had over 100 yards in the past two weeks um, with 120 and 97. Um, just seems like Jonathan Taylor is getting worked into the passing game as well with six targets over the past two weeks. And I'm a big fan of him this week. Uh, I think Carolina's the second worst defense against the run. Um, Jonathan Taylor should be able to put a lot of work on them um and get a lot of work against them because they've been phasing out zach moss uh so i think jonathan taylor is a value play even though he's going for 6400 um the running backs this week are not great and jonathan taylor is a great option at 6400 um against what is like the worst defense um so i also have Puka this week. Um, I think Puka, I don't know. As a Green Bay fan, I just, I know that Puka is going to go nuts on us. Um, I feel like we're going to be preoccupied with Cooper Cup and Puka's just going to feast. But he's coming off of a seven target, three reception, 43 yard game. Um, and he's going for 7,400. So I think. It's expensive, but Puka's a guy that, when he's gotten the targets, he's been pretty consistent. I think he's going to get 10 or more targets this week, to be honest. Um, I don't know if this game's going to be that competitive. Uh, I don't really know what to think about the Packers right now. But it just seems Puka, when he gets the volume, puts up tons of points. And I think there should be plenty of volume to go around. Um against Green Bay this week and then Green Bay has been good against the wide receiver position but now they're going to have to deal with Cooper Cup and Puka and I think Puka benefits from that more than Cup. Um, That's what I got for him. And then the last start I have here is Josh Jacobs Um, and I can kind of segue this into my first sit. So I think first of all the giants are the third worst, um, in terms of running back points allowed. So they're averaging 7.93 points over expected, um, opposing running backs. So I think because of the coaching change that we saw this week and the GM change, we're going to see Josh Jacobs get a significant amount of volume this week. And with Aiden O'Connell in there now, instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I just think they're going to probably run the ball 20 to 25 times with Josh Jacobs, give him a few receptions on top of that. Um, And we might be looking at 100 yards or touchdown uh, because the defense that they're going against is so bad against running backs. Um, My first start of the week or sit, uh, sorry, is the other guys on the Raiders. Everybody else on the Raiders. I'm not starting. So I think... They're gonna look Josh Jacobs this way and they're gonna just pound the rock. I I'm concerned about Aiden O'Connell um and the coaching change in the same week. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers might be able to get something going, but I just I they're it's kind of priced in that they should, and I don't know if I'm confident or comfortable with that. So Josh Jacobs is a guy that I want to start because I, I think they're going to give him plenty of volume with the rookie quarterback with the change in the coaching and then the wide receivers and quarterback and tight end and everyone else <laughs> I'm looking to sit. Um, so additionally, In the sits section, I have the Vikings. Everybody on the Vikings. Um, Similar reason here. We're going with a new quarterback. There is no coaching change, but the Vikings are so Kirk Cousins. Um, It's kind of sad. Kirk Cousins is out with that Achilles injury. Um, I just don't know where that volume goes. Does Alexander Madison and Cam Akers take a lot of that work? Uh, is it Jordan Addison still? Probably not. Is it TJ Hawkinson or do they just kind of get rolled and there's no real volume left? Um, it's something that we'll have to figure out going forward. And as of now, I'm not willing to take any. I mean, you can get Jordan Addison for the same price as like D.J. Moore and um, a couple other of these guys. So I'm just not comfortable with going with Jordan Addison over them. And I I think TJ Hawkinson's a similar position where he's like the third most expensive tight end. And it's like, why why go out of your way to take that risk with the rookie uh, quarterback? I know I'm not comfortable doing that. So I don't think you should be either. Um, Okay. I think that's everybody I got to cover. Um, thanks for tuning in. I know that sometimes it's not easy. I put out a lot of stuff, um, but definitely go check out the YouTube um, and those Madden rebuilds. I'm figuring out Malik Willis, so that's been fun. Uh, he's crazy fast. So, And then A-Chain's also awesome. And if you want to do me a favor, uh, try to share this with one friend today. I'd like to see the podcast podcast grow a little bit um it'd be really helpful um and then subscribe or follow wherever you listen and hit the like button if you're watching on youtube um appreciate you for tuning in thank you